To Move Left Idiots, a socialist talk podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Montarulo, joined here by my co-host, Comrade Dracula. Comrade, what's happening? Uh, yeah, coming to you live from the motherland. I have returned to the motherland. Uh, Mom's getting foot surgery tomorrow, so I'm going to be waiting on her hand and foot, literally. Uh, it'll be, it'll be, should be a fun time. I told her, you know, look, like, you, you got to not drive me crazy, though. Like, if I'm, if I'm cooking all your meals, you can't be shouting at me from the other room telling me that you know, I'm, I'm using the wrong pan or, you know, whatever. It's like, you just gotta, she gets neurotic like that. Right. So yeah. have, I'm, I'm preparing for uh, the stress of what's going on. Yesterday we had to go uh, pick her up some crutches and we get to this like med tech little shed in a strip mall where you, you know, check out your, you know, walker or wheelchair or whatever. Uh, and she already had a prescription. You have to have a prescription to get crutches Right after you have surgery, right, right, or to get what to get them covered at least, or you might even need certain ones. You might need a prescription just to get them. Yeah, you. yeah. And uh, she's in there for like half an hour, and I'm thinking, oh, this, is, you know, she's probably in line. It's like, no, no, it's just this is how long fucking everything takes because we have a privatized health insurance system right. in this country. Fucking nightmare. Yeah. So she comes out with no crutches, and I'm like, well, what the fuck's up? She's like, they wouldn't give them to me until the insurance company approves them. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Yep. Like, like, oh, you might be just taking those crutches out for the fun of it. We got to make sure you're not, you know, <laughs> not faking it. Right, right. <laughs> just uh, absolutely insane. Um, so we, she got like a call from them later uh, that same day. It's like, oh, so we can make a second trip to come pick up the fucking, you know, <laughs> piece of aluminum with a little rubber knob on the end of it. But later last night, I was thinking like, you know, she's going to be having the surgery you know, and not be able to walk for a week or more. Like she probably should start with a wheelchair before, you know, going straight to crutches. Cause you know, you can still fall pretty easily right. <laughs> if you're not used to using crutches yet. So, uh, I, I messaged her that late last night and I was like, Hey, you know, I'm going to be sleeping in probably, but uh, I might want to get called a place again. So didn't get a wheelchair, but she got one of those like one foot scooter things that you see people with a <laughs> cast on, you know, you kind of like, you know, get around a little bit but uh, that's see that's the shit i need for my work I, I was trying to find solutions to getting around the big ass fucking new place i'm working at that's why I, I need a fucking at, at least something i can rest one of my feet in and then i can swap yeah. you know well you were looking back. at getting like an electric lime scooter right weren't you well i wasn't gonna get an electric just because like it's a pain in the ass and they're really expensive but i was looking at like just like a heavy duty like scooter scooter like a razor but like a you know giant fucking for for big people for scooter. adults yeah, yeah. <laughs> right because uh you know I, I'd, I'd be breaking a she get one of those scooter. uh electrified longboard skateboards that you see all over the place yeah i also actually been looking at apparently there's some weird osha thing where you're really not supposed to have a two-wheeled 
uh, thing. So I was looking at like they have like like bigger oh. trikes. Yeah. Well, well, or or if you can't have two wheels, go with one wheel. Get an electric unicycle. <laughs> right. No. Just, right. Just, just maliciously compliant. Well, hey, it's not two wheels. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Well, they got some kind of gyroscope, so you can like lean way over on them, and they don't they don't tip over. Mm, that's um, true. But there's there's like whole squads of those guys in Chicago, and they'll have like you know like full motorcycle helmets on, and like um, you know like uh, like dirt bike fucking uh, armor, you know, like in case they right. fall because those things go like forty five fifty miles an hour, and they'll be fucking like zooming around. <laughs> you know, you're just like jogging or riding your bicycle, and all of a sudden, zoom, like what the fuck? <laughs> How the fuck does that guy stay up? So. <laughs> Well, I, I'm actually I'm, I'm legitimately considering getting it because it's the I, I found like a Schwinn that has like a fucking big ass basket in the back, which would be good for when I'm constantly having to like bring this thing to the other side of the building, which is a mile yeah. and a half away. So I don't know, well, maybe dock workers use those. Yeah, um, where there, where there's places where you can't you know fit a private motor vehicle, but you've got to cover you know hundreds of yards from one end of the dock to the other. Uh, so you'll see them have those adult trikes and then you know the basket in the back and it'll be like you know full of fucking dock worker tools like whatever the fuck dock worker tools are i guess yeah um speaking of tools i saw <laughs> i was riding my bike around today <laughs> briefly uh before the sun went down and uh there's a great um there's like a, a off-road paved bike path that goes for like 17 miles to this other town uh, and I didn't ride that far today, but there's a section of it that collapsed two years ago, like a huge landslide, hundreds of feet wide. So the trail's just gone now <laughs> in that spot. Um, but I rode out that far and then came back and I come back and there's a fucking fire truck like blocking the street right next to where the path is. And I see there's another fire truck like a block away and then some police cars. And I'm like, oh, something's going down in this sleepy little uh, <laughs> yacht town. Right. And we're around Lake Michigan. So there's lots of yachts here. And so I kind of ride around it. You know, I'm not trying to ride through it or anything. And I see that they've got another fire truck and they're raising like the fucking, you know, the, the, the ladder truck up to the top of the roof of the building. I'm like, oh, what the fuck's going on? Right. And I see there's a guy with like one of those, um, you know, platform lift cranes, like a boom crane where it's got like, you know, big wheels and an engine that runs the crane and there's like a platform. Right. And they, in the, this is like a four story apartment building or condo or whatever. It's, he's, he's way up there, you know, a good 50 feet or so. And I thought, well, maybe he was up there and found like an animal stranded up there somehow, like some raccoon climbed all the way up and they're going to, you know, do whatever. So I just kind of hang out to kind of see, like, you know, what are they going to pick off the roof here? And I'm kind of, you know, I'm fucking around with my phone, not really paying attention. I look up and I'm, I realize like the, the fire department ladder is coming down now, but the guy up there is gone. And then I realize somebody's like, I hear one of the firefighters joking, like, "Yeah, it turns out you do can get stuck up there like that." And I realized it was the fucking guy that that his crane had stopped working and he was stranded <laughs> up there. <laughs> and God knows how long. I, like I, I looked closer at the crane and there was somebody like work, like had the, the the hood of the engine of the crane and was like fucking with it, trying to figure out why it wouldn't start. Right. So yeah, it was it was just the guy. It was just the guy went up there and uh, his crane stopped working and couldn't come back down. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah that was a fun little thing i was like hey you Jesus leave the house Christ. for an hour and you see all kinds of crazy shit going on man i would not want that. i'm not a heights guy i would not want that fucking job no well i mean if that was your job you get used to it eventually uh sure. well, sure I, but you also have to be too, but... be like a like okay with heights guy i'm sure to do that job before like i could i don't know that there's like a level of me doing something enough to get over some fe- like yeah certainly if it's if it's not a big deal but if it's like one of your pet peeves like i don't know that that's the job for you necessarily but no 
Um, but well, you know, I'm not going to pay you money and go up there and be like, all right, I'll just eh, fucking right, don't yeah. look down, and then you get used to it eventually. But people have done worse for money. <laughs> like people have done more, more personally objectionable things for money. So I'm sure that's you know. I mean, I don't know how you you know, like like New York City window washer. Like how do you? Oh fuck yeah! <laughs> I, I would be like, all right, you know, like you're like, hey, you could do this job and we'll pay you money, or like fucking we'll, we'll throw you off this building and be like just throw me off the building like i, I it's not happening it's just not i'm not right. getting in that fucking little that little death cart it's fucking I, you um, know when, when 9-11 happened and i saw those people falling i was like that would be fucked up you know and then yeah. like the more the older i've gotten the more i can like visualize what it was like the view it was for them and the moment and that they had to decide to let go and and, and you know decide whether you want to be burned to death or fall to your death and like like oh what, yeah, no, fall hundred percent fall, like hundred thousand percent fall. Like I don't know. I mean, it's just like, but the older I get, the more I can imagine it, and that's like the fucking that 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 makes me more afraid. I'll look up, uh, you know, from the ground, I'll look up at tall buildings and I'll think about that, and I'm just like, <laughs> oh yeah, no, what a nightmare. But I mean, yeah, it, it beats the alternative for me at least. It would beat the alternative. I do not that burning to death seems like the worst fucking way imaginable to die. And or like not that they knew it was going to collapse, but like being caught in the fucking rubble and maybe not dying right away. Like the the, the ones who jumped made the right call if they were above the fucking the plane. Yeah, I don't like know. I, I think if you were falling to your death from that far, you would probably pass out from the shock of it. Just, yeah, just like your brain realizing quick. Quick that you're, you're about you know? to die would be. Um, yeah, it, this this took a quick turn. Sorry. What a mor- <laughs> right, what a fucking morbid road we went to. Well, no, was, I was going to ask you before we got off that, we were talking about like Michigan. How many times on a weekly basis when you're going into stores and restaurants, et cetera, do you hear uh, Wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald as you go through never. all of these places? Really? No, no, it's, no, I never. Is that like never, one of those band songs because it's such a ubiquitous like... Well, it's it's you know, like I said, this is like where a lot of rich right wing Democrats go to retire. So right. it's like they're not really steeped in sort of the seafaring lore of the Great Lakes the way okay. that you know it's you know like there's definitely some some major port cities you know like Sault Ste Marie where the Sioux Locks are, um, where you probably would hear it more up there. And there's like you know gift shops with like shitloads of fucking. And tourist yeah right exactly but i mean it's, it's it's fucking you go watch these thousand foot ships come in and you know park in the middle of the lock with six inches on each side of it and you're just like jesus christ that's fucking crazy but yeah, yeah no it's 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 I, quite i, I, the, I would quite think i would think white liberals love Gordon lightfoot though but but i guess maybe it's eh. a little too fo- a little too folksy for them they're just people that don't listen to music it's yeah, like you know right. they'll go don't they'll go to the you know they'll go to the brew pub downtown and just listen to whatever cover band is there and be like oh this you know listen listen to the beatles cover song okay great whatever they're not they're not real active in their uh, no, okay, musical gotcha. pursuits i so. love that so i just it just reminded me that i love that fucking song so that's a good it's a good one i definitely have a good gordon lightfoot fan but uh yeah, no, it's not so much here. Getting up up the UP though, it's a little bit more, I think. Yeah. Well, you know, someone we're not a fan of obviously is Elon Musk, and we should get into kind what? of what's not a fan of Elon Musk, but he's I know. He's, he's he's throwing money in the air. I just saw the video, Elon Musk. <laughs> I shared it with you. <laughs> yes, no, I, I, money. I <laughs> Those videos are really fucking weird. The, the, the deep fake, like the ones that are like better CGI than like. You know the shit that they try to do on like TV shows now, I, and I that was probably just a filter on TikTok. 
Right, exactly. <laughs> I, it, it's it's fucking baffling how 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 thing how things like that can still look so bad in Uncanny Valley when you could just create these fucking filters that look like perfect if you're just looking at them quickly without you know scrutinizing them. But uh, yeah, I, um, I was I was amazed. I was like, "Wow, Elon's lost a lot of weight. Damn, <laughs> his, um, his hair is looking so thick and luxurious. Right, doesn't, <laughs> doesn't look like those hair plugs at all anymore." Um, no. But yeah, so so that prick, he he obviously bought Twitter. Uh, went through this week his sale, and and you know, it's so funny because everyone on the planet knows that he didn't really want to buy Twitter, and he was sort of forced into it because he's a fucking child who doesn't know what to do with his absurd, ill-gotten wealth, and you know he was playing around trying to play fucking pump and dump games with the stock, and ended up getting stuck with the stuck with the fucking bag at the end of it. Um, so now he has to buy Twitter, and it's just this, you know. I, I mean, I, the you know the the perfect you know summation of it was everyone shared the the sort of last shot from the uh, from the graduate you know where, where Dustin Hoffman and, and are looking at each other and it's like oh fuck what we like it's it, it just that was that's him and Twitter right now like he didn't fucking Seriously. want this and they didn't want him but now here he is he's fucking you know just just Richie Rich he has no fucking concept of how to actually run a real you know company so he's just you know he's like oh well I'll just fire everyone and, and I'll We'll charge a bunch of money for verification, and then, like, he's, he's like, "Oh, we'll charge twenty dollars," and a bunch of people are like, "Yeah, we're not paying that." And and he's literally like haggling with with like Mark Hamill on Twitter, being like, "Well, what about or to Stephen King rather on Twitter?" And he's like, "Well, what, what would you, I understand, but would you pay eight dollars?" Like, it's like this 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 fucking clown. Like you and you wonder why all these fucking crypto bros lose all their money because they're fucking putzes. Like these people are not intelligent they're not good at anything they don't have any social skills they're fucking loser weirdos who just happen to fucking fall into money uh and are going to be parted from it you know just as quickly and and you see why people like this are are just constant you know spikes and valleys with their fucking money because they're morons they don't they don't know what it's just yeah so yeah basically the, the idea now and it seems like it's going forward is that because he he was stuck with this albatross of a company that doesn't sell anything and he paid 44 billion dollars for it which you know <laughs> great great fucking investment there paying 44 billion for a company that doesn't actually generate revenue um and, and now you're trying to the the only thing that twitter arguably produces is the content that its users create so you're now trying to charge users for the content that they create for free for you um, that gives the that gives the company any valuation whatsoever. The reason that you know has mu- at, has value as a, as a publicly traded company or whatever you know is because users create this fucking content for for Twitter for free. And, and as now soon as you take away the 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 urge for people to create content in the ways that they want to meaningfully, you know whether it's just because they love it or because they have sort of you know monetized their content in some way, they'll just leave and go do it somewhere else. Right. You know, that's how Tumblr went from being sold to Yahoo for $1.2 billion to being then sold to WordPress two years later for less than $3 million because they banned porn. Right. And it's, which is back now, by the way. I don't know if you saw that yesterday. They made I an mean, announcement. They they made an announcement that they're like, "Yeah, sorry, we fucked up. We realize it's the only thing people use this website I, for." D- does Tumblr even still exist, though, for people to come back to? Like, I don't. know. <laughs> well, I mean, it exists in like a shell of itself. Nobody uses it anymore. But you know, uh, yeah. It's just, 
it's, I mean, it's very I, much a fool me one sort of I, I mean, I know it's there, but still, it's like, I, I don't think I've looked at Tumblr for <laughs> years. No. no. And, um, yeah. So, I mean, it's just, you know, he's a fucking clown and, and then this is going to, you know, kill the company quicker than anything else and anyone else could do. So it's hilarious, but you know, of course the, one of the bigger consequences or, you know, results, whatever you want to call it of him, uh, taking over Twitter is that he, you know, claims to be, you know, basically a free speed actual absolutist and all this horseshit, which is basically just like, yeah, I'm going to let everyone back on who loves to say the N word. Cause that's, you know, the, one of the most trending things since he, uh, took over the company is that nobody seems to be getting suspended anymore for using the N word. Uh, so people are just constantly tweeting out, you know, just, just 30 words, you know, stream. It, it's just, it, it, he doesn't care about anything other than like not having consequences for it's any sort of, you know? Yeah. It, it keeps reminding me of, of the, uh, you know, impromptu rap song in sorry to bother you. That's <laughs> so fucking funny. The, the call and response uh-huh, uh-huh. back and forth there because he's just, he's oh, like, man. come on, everyone, every black person can rap. He's like, nah, not not really. <laughs> so he gives the white people what they wanted all along, right? right. Which is just him saying the N word like over and over again. Um, which you know, uh, who who knew Army Hammer was was fucking deep in character for that movie? Was deep, was method acting in that movie? Um, n- not for the money part, but just for the being a psycho part yeah definitely um i did you i, I haven't watched it yet. i've been meaning to watch it one of these days did you watch did you hear about that like documentary they made about him and like the weird cannibal shit that he, that he had uh, going on no i don't know if i've even heard about that oh you know apparently he uh, i mean like he had some like weird stuff where he was like abusive to some of his ex like his ex-wife or his ex-girlfriend or something but there was also some like significant allegations that he's like super into not that he is like a cannibalism fetish, but like, I don't know how far that go. Like, yeah, it, it was just a real one of those real fucking off the wall, weird Hollywood stories. And apparently he's like selling timeshares in the Cayman Islands right now, like luxury timeshares, <laughs> which I mean, like, hey, you know, there's there's worse ways you could you could hide feels, from society. This feels like a horror movie set up, you know, it like, oh, he we, does. We went to the island and thought everything would be good, was going to be great. And then it turns out there's this wacko billionaire that wants to hunt us and, you know. Like, right, right. No, right, exactly. That's, that's kind of an old trope, actually. But, except uh, it's just yeah. a crazy millionaire, you know, ex-actor who wants to sell you a timeshare and then eat your fucking liver, you know, after he, <laughs> after he chloroforms you. What was, um, that, what was that fucking M. Night Shyamalan movie where it was basically everyone went to the island and then, like, aged super oh, fast? old? Died. Yeah. It's called old, yeah. I was like, how long could that keep going on for years and years and nobody figures out that all the people that disappeared went to the same place? Every one of his movies is like a high thought you have as like a 15 year old. It's like, man, what if there was like an island where everyone went there and they just got real old? And that's like the extent of the plot that that he, you know, evolved for his movies. You know, that, that trilogy he did with Bruce Willis, I thought, you know, like, OK, yes, this is good. I, I like the acting and everything. We also got really good actors for that movie, you know. Samuel L. Jackson, James McAvoy, Bruce Willis, like, you know. Oh, yeah. Well, Anna, Anna Taylor-Joy. Um, I didn't actually see any of those movies, but I just, you know, the, the cast, you, how can you, you know. Yeah, but I feel like everything else he's ever done has just kind of been like, well, what what would happen if this happened? And he's like, oh, fuck. <laughs> There's even a video of Mark Wahlberg on the set of the fucking plant movie where he, like, <laughs> con- confronts M. Night Shyamalan and says, but this makes no sense because of this. Right. And then, uh, M. Night Shyamalan, like, begrudgingly admits that yes it makes no sense if you think about it and any you know 
meaningful way, but like he just has to go along with it. Yeah. And when Mark Wahlberg is the voice of reason, right? When Mark Wahlberg is the smartest guy in the room, you're you're not in a, you're not in a room with a lot of smart people. Seriously, when Dirk Diggler is like, "Hey, you know the plot of this porno doesn't make a lot of sense." Like, shut up, put your oh, <laughs> put your dick in her. <laughs> right. we're, we're not here to make art. Oh man, I was watching The Departed the other day. I was on cable. I, I, that movie's so fucking great. Like, what is The Part Departed not on cable? It's I just know. It's, it's constantly. <laughs> well, it was on one of the movie channels, which is good because it was actually on. Set. It, that that's a very tough watch on like TV, TV, like you know, not like where where it's where it's censored, but it was oh, on yeah. it was on like Cinemax or one of those. So it was, it was and they the... censor like all the like weirdest things too, you know. And it, and you know the other things they do is they'll they'll certain scenes of a movie they'll play at like hundred and ten percent speed to like you know just. You know, you'll see like car chases that are oh, faster well, than they actually were in the mo- original theatrical. That's release. one of my biggest pet peeves is they'll do that at the stupidest time, like when there's like a song playing, and it's very obvious that it's like speeding up and slowing down. And it's like, why would you choose this moment to save, you know, t- ten seconds or you know five seconds? Like, could you not just do it at a part where there's not an obvious tell that the scene's being sped up? I don't know. It, it's one of my big pet peeves with with cable but um i do love when they run the credits at like you know they'll they'll just put the credits up in the corner and run the entire like 10 minutes of credits and <laughs> right. like like uh, who gotta is, make the crew feel good who made who them? the fuck is reading that are you serious <laughs> just don't show them at all just like well, i'm sure it's just a legal obligation they have to show them but it's like oh, yeah of course, of course it's it's the most malicious compliance thing in a way it's like oh well we showed them what's the problem you don't feel like you're credited for your work it's like fuck you um but yeah, so Elon Musk is determined to destroy this website, which, you know, honestly, not going to I I I I I use Twitter every day. I don't know that I would say that I enjoy Twitter in any sense. Like it's just this this misery box in my fucking hand every morning that like, oh, like, oh, that's happening now, I guess. Fuck. And oh shit, that's going, you know. It, it it's just one of those sorts of situations where we're kind of well, it, feel chained to it, you can't get away me. from it. The yeah no it, it's 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 where the news is you know like people right. think oh you get your news from Twitter it's like no I get my news from all the different news sources that post on Twitter correct right right and, but I love that you know the the richest guy in the world is now gonna you know commit class war against all of his rich friends <laughs> who right. now who now are just you know like I've seen some like just like the shittiest takes of like oh I now I have to pay money to prove who I am. It's like right. no, you don't. Have no, to you have to. Pay, no, this is a huge scam. You're just paying money to pay to stay relevant so, on this right. website. You're paying money to a rich guy to get richer because he just wasted forty four billion dollars. That's what's happening right now. And uh, honestly, if that if that little blue check is your fucking identity, think how like just vapid and shallow well, and empty these people's lives are who are at the top, you know, one percent of the world, celebrities, Instagram influencers, wh- whoever. And it's it's just it's uh, like this Twitter blue check rebellion, you know, the, you know, pretending that they can't afford the equivalent of a monthly Disney plus subscription to keep feeling more right. important than the rest of us is insanely funny to me. No, it's super funny. And it, and actually, you know, it's funny enough. I was reading into it. It's not just going to be for celebrities anymore. Literally anybody can spend eight dollars a month and get a blue check as long as you prove your identity, whatever the fuck that means. I'm sure it'll be some shit where they like make you scan your license or whatever like facebook does sometimes but brb about to go legally change my name to bike slutty (laughs) (laughs) right (laughs) but um but literally anybody can get it if you're willing to pay eight dollars a month which is hilarious because it also completely negates the purpose of the blue check so they're extra mad about that that they can't 
have that superiority anymore where they feel like they're like the most special people in the world. Especially, it's, I mean, it's the yeah. fucking Dr. Seuss story. Remember the star bellied snoops? Remember that? Where it was like, you know, guy comes to town and like everyone pays money to get a star in their belly because right. they're special. But then like, right. then like everyone has it. And then like the one guy that doesn't have it, he's the special one now. So the guy <laughs> makes more money by like removing the stars from everybody. And it's just, it was a fucking children's story to explain like what a fucking stupid meaningless thing it was and somebody is just getting rich off you you know thinking that you need to be special with this completely arbitrary thing that means nothing it literally means nothing and look at all the adults grown adults that are jumping up and down saying oh elon's gonna take our blue check away or make me pay for it like who fucking cares i'm drinking your fucking tears right now right anyone that anyone that's like halfway decent that i follow that has a blue check especially people who got you know blue checks like for minor things who only have like ten thousand followers or so are like here take it motherfucker like i don't i don't need this stupid thing like you know this is not i'm not it's really the only people you see really complaining are like mega celebrities and uh liberal journalists who work for like major publications those are the only two people you see really whining and crying about this most other people are pretty chill about it and like yeah i don't give a fuck like what are you, what are you gonna tell me i'm not me um but yeah it, it's hilarious so you know, from day one, th- th- I think the real thing that everyone's on the edge of their seat for is to see if he lets Trump back. Because, you know, again, say what we want about the man, and we've said many things, and you know, God knows I don't agree with almost any of his policies. Uh, he he's he's the biggest void in 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 Twitter right now. He's the biggest, I think, hole in in the Twitter sphere right now because it, every fucking crazy thing that would happen in the world or in society or in entertainment. I, almost everybody's first thought was like, oh, shit, I wonder what this fucking idiot's going to tweet about it. <laughs> like, what what insane slash hilarious slash, you know. And, and it would always be hilarious. <laughs> it would always be so fucking funny, hilarious. Right? And, and not not necessarily because he's, you know, smart and funny, but because he would just say whatever he really thought. And he was the leader of the free world for four years. <laughs> right. It was, it was just such a farcical, <laughs> like, this is insane that we live in this fucking satire of, like, you know, uh, yeah, I, I just, it, yeah, no, I, I very much miss him being on Twitter. I, I will say, I, I um, miss him being president. Honestly, did you see that fucking <laughs> video I sent you from 2019 where he's at the White House and there's like little kids at the White House oh, dressed yes. up for Halloween, <laughs> and they're walking along and kids, this kid walks up as a fucking little yellow minion from those fucking right. movies, and Trump just takes the candy and plops it on the fucking head of the costume <laughs> and just like looks at it and the kid doesn't really know what's going on the kid just kind of walks a few steps and the candy just falls off on the ground off. and trump just kind of like you know kind of shrugs like well i tried <laughs> it's just it's such like, a and the kid had a little basket he could have put it in that and he's just I like know. But... he's just he's just <laughs> enduringly fucking weird like he's just one of the most weird fucking like just peevish weirdos you've ever met in your entire life and he happened to be president for four years it's I just mean, such a funny, weird fucking time in our country's existence. It's it's and, and it and it will be again. I guarantee it probably it. will be again in fucking two years because uh, if the corpse of Joe Biden decides to run again, I, it's just not, you know, there's only one person that would beat him. And we know that that's never going to happen. No, so. and he's not willing to do what he needs to do to make it happen. So no. it's just not nope. going to happen. Um, but yeah, well, on to better news. People who actually are willing to do what it takes and fucking fight you know false accusations and you know went to jail for what they believe in and you know etc uh some actual good news in in the world of electoral politics is lula 
uh, one election in Brazil. So he is he's the the president elect for Brazil. Uh, he's going to be president again, just like Trump. <laughs> <laughs> right. No, he was president once. They fucking, you know, ran him out on trumped up charges. Fucking horseshit. Um, you know, fake corruption charges from the from the, you know, super conservative Christian right wing in Brazil. And uh, he, he beat the charges and he ran again and he fucking won. And of course, it was razor thin because every fucking country on this planet is psychotic. It's we're we're, uh, you know, a, a bad rainstorm away from a fascist nightmare, you know, ruling ruling any a, a country at any given time. Um, but. Yeah, he won. Well, I mean, the crazy part is just how easily, like you know, the the fascist regime can, you know, appear and disappear every four years. But like you know, the the policies never really shift that dramatically anymore. You know, like when when Pinochet came to to power, you, tons of things changed. You had death squads, thirty thousand people murdered in the streets, and now it's kind of like Bolsonaro. You know, the cops beat up some people and he burned down the rainforest. But, you know, it's like he just didn't have enough time to do that much damage. You know, no, I'm just, you know, I'm hoping that that, that this thing goes peacefully and that he leaves peacefully because I'm sure he's not. I know. Leave. I hope he fucking doesn't want to leave and they have to drag him out and fucking kick his ass. I, I just I just don't have a ton of confidence that the that the military is going to side with with, you know, the socialists or that they're not going to, you know, try to fucking stage <sighs> a coup. You know, I, I, I don't who know. Knows? I mean, we'll, we'll say so I, I had a little bit on that, but I don't have any in front of me, though. But basically, Bolsonaro was um, calling for the military to intervene on his behalf. And the military sure. was like, yeah, we, we, we're not we're not going to do a coup for you. You know, and apparently they, he had been trying to get the military to endorse him during the election, which is like, just, <laughs> which, just think how it's hilarious. Think if, yeah. Like think if like a U.S. president was running for office and was, you know, soliciting the endorsement of the Pentagon explicitly, you know, like just out I'm, in public, like, Hey, I'm waiting for the joint chiefs of staff to endorse me. I'm, as actually, president. Su- I'm actually surprised Trump didn't try to, even though he didn't really care for them. I'm surprised he didn't just try to do that on a lark. Just be like, Hey, what the fuck? Why aren't these guys endorsing me? I don't understand. That's yeah. It's a, that's just, I mean, as bad as we are, that's just, you know, not a thing we do is no, have, it's have the military right. make open political endorsements. I mean, we all know they're a bunch of fucking right wingers, right? right? We, but we know they <laughs> would vote for or, and or support, you know, the, the right wing nut job regardless, but um, that that's hilarious. But and I think another thing, you know, weirdly to his credit is uh, Joe Biden right after the election came out and congratulated Lula. And a lot of people took that as a sort of de facto like, hey, don't try anything fucking funny, you know, to, to Bolsonaro because we're not going to back you, at least publicly. So, you know, right. Well, it's because in America, you know, if the election is razor thin, then we accept it as legitimate. But if, you know. <laughs> Maduro right. gets seventy percent. We're like, there's no way. There's no way that somebody who gave you know lifted millions of people out of poverty could be that popular. Exactly. Right. No. <laughs> well, and that's the thing. A lot of people say about Lula is he's like socialist, but he's not too socialist. So he's not a massive threat to America, or you know, he he's very much the Bernie Sanders of Brazil. Like, so you know, I certainly, uh, yeah, no, he's definitely. I mean, the first thing he he said, one of the first things, the statements I said was that you know that. He doesn't uh, support this new Cold War between China and uh, America because in his in his administration, he'll work with every nation. And I was like, oh, God, here we go. Right. <laughs> right. Right. And he's got some weird Christian. I mean, it's just a very Christian nation. He's got some weird, you know, at, like anti-abortion stuff and whatever. It's whatever. You know, yeah. I just yeah. expected out of a lot of unfortunately out of a lot of like Latin American socialists is it's just tough 
to win election if you're not, you know, very, um, uh, what's the word I want to use? Um, deferential to, to, to the Christian, you know, sort of, you know, social policies. Those, those missionaries planted some fucking seeds in people's brains. <laughs> it's fucked up. It's fucked up. But yeah, no, it's, it's, it's enduring, unfortunately. Well, speaking of nut job Christians, we should talk a little bit about Kanye West because uh, he's having himself, <laughs> he's having himself quite a, quite a month. Oh man. Uh, you know, we, 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 I think, I don't remember if we even talked about this a couple weeks ago, but his fucking anti-Semitic, you know, meltdown that he was having, you know, about how Jews control. I mean, it was, just, he just really like leaned hardcore into every sort of, you know, uh, anti-Semitic trope imaginable. And I think he just, he, he's surrounded by so many people that won't tell him no, that won't say, Hey, you know, maybe you shouldn't do this. That any conspiracy theory that comes his way, he's just like, this is this is it. This is I've I finally learned the truth that you've been hiding right. from me. Because <laughs> he's one of the stupidest people alive, but he unfortunately has this notion that he's one of the smartest people alive. So it's it's very much a case of like anytime he hears something from someone he believes is to be smart, like Candace Owens, who's a fucking complete airhead, you know, no no rational or logical or intelligence thoughts pass through her brain, you know, it's just whatever the fucking cokes tell her to, you know, talk about this month, but you know, he he'll he'll latch on to somebody like that and they'll just feed him fucking absolute dog shit non-sourced information and he's like, "Oh, well this is obviously the gospel truth." Um and then he repeats it with his massive fucking platform because he's one of the most famous people in the world. Um, and it's, yeah, it's a fucking, again, I, and I was saying this before you went on air, like he'd be the guy that you cross the street to avoid. He was like flinging his shit at passerbys, you know, if he didn't have money, but because he, you know, had a, had a successful music career before he completely, you know, lost his fucking mind in this, in this prolonged psychotic break he's having. Um, he, we all have to listen to him like that. It, it's just fucking insane. But, um, yeah, I, yeah, I don't, I don't know, and it's you know he's never not being interviewed. There's nothing he can say that he will get canceled for, so he can just keep going and going and going, right? And there's there's no there's never gonna be a moment where people, reporters are like, you know what, we need to just like stop coming to this guy's attention. Now stop, no, stop putting cameras in his face. He'll make them money no matter what. You know he he's lost his own endorsement. I mean, everyone's fled him like the fucking plague. You know, Adidas, all these other places dropped. All of his endorsements. I don't know if that metaphor but... works anymore after the last two years. <laughs> right, right. Oh, oh, so they ran towards him completely carefree without any, you know, concern exactly. about viral, viral. Hey, 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 hey look, the, pl- the plague's here. The plague's here, everybody. Come <laughs> on, <laughs> well, let's gather around. What? It's no big deal. It's just like a cold. Come on, I had the plague last year. I, I got the black pa- plague three times. I'm fine. I don't know what the fuck everyone's complaining about. That's right. My um, name's Jerry Bolsonaro. Got the plague three <laughs> times. <laughs> Well, now that's what somebody said. Now he's free to pursue his goal of get, catching COVID as many times as humanly possible. <laughs> um, but oh my god, yeah, no, it's it's been amazing to watch. You know the 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 endless uh, crashing and burning of Kanye West. I think it was like I've I've never not seen him this way. I don't know if people haven't been paying attention real close, but like I've never been a fan of his music in the first place. So I haven't been like you know giving him a pass for all the crazy shit he said. Uh, I mean, the last time he said anything that resonated at all was George Bush hates black people. 2005. Um, poor Mike Myers, man. <laughs> but uh, 
uh, you know, it's it's like people are shocked by this, and I'm like, which Conway West, which Conway West have you been paying attention to? The last he should change uh, his name to years. Conway West. That sounds like the fucking Conway white, West, yeah. white rich prick that he's acting like. Seriously, Conway West. Oh, my name's Conway Conway West. And I, Conway West. I'm going to tell you thing to my yacht in the fucking uh, in the Hamptons. So. Yeah, no, he, he's a fucking moron, but we had, we had a clip you wanted to play here. Um, well, we've got two clips. Um, the, the first one is just him talking, and then the second one is somebody dubbed in a little bit of music that fits it fucking perfectly. Right. Um, because <laughs> this is this is like, well, just play the first clip, and then we'll sure. comment slightly, and then we'll play the second. The thing about the red hat that drove me to a point of exhaustion, which was misdiagnosed by... A, I'm not going to say what race, what people, uh, doctor, and what hospital, and what media went to. We know I can't say that. It was a Jewish doctor. (laughs) I purposely didn't listen to that clip before when you said it to me, but oh my God. I mean, wow. fuck's sake it's it's literally the 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 bit that uh what's his name uh louis ck did where he's like i'm not gonna say the n-word but i'll say niggers right it's (laughs) It's, it's like literally that it's it's like uh this is not going well and you know like speaking to people that got canceled who probably should have been canceled for other things previously (laughs) right um, and i only say that word to quote somebody who was saying it uh problematically but yeah, I mean, it's just how do you like? I'm not going to say who it was or where it was. The, the uh, comedic time. This is this is the thing, and this is the other thing Trump had too. When you're severely mentally ill and you don't know it, and you think you're like a really smart guy every time you open your mouth, you you have this impeccable comedic timing without even like trying to. It's it's, it's this weird, it's this weird thing where you're like you, like that was per- perfectly comedically timed, but he did not mean to do it at all. Like but just, here's the thing: people people tweeted this out and said, like, if he was if he was actually a Jewish person, if he was you know a different kind of entertainer, this would have been exactly the way they would have told the, the joke. This is exactly the way that right, exactly right, right. So somebody uh, cut some music to it, and um, let's just play that second clip. <laughs> the thing about the red hat that drove me to a point of exhaustion. Which was misdiagnosed by a, I'm not going to say what race, what people, uh, doctor, and what hospital, and what media went to. We know I can't say that. It was a Jewish doctor. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Oh, God. Exactly. So the, the timing. The timing was so perfect of that that somebody didn't have to move the music I mean, around. They just cut it exactly the way. Literally, that, I mean, I don't, the I don't ending even... of yeah. Well, no, and and that was like the one the one of the greatest moments from Chappelle's show. I know you, you weren't really a fan when that was on contemporaneously, but they had this great episode where they had uh, uh, Charlie Murphy's like true Hollywood stories, and one of them was was about Rick James and. They had like Rick James, like old fucking, you know, drugged out, you know, barely still hanging on Rick James on the episode. And he's like, no, I don't remember grinding my feet in Eddie's couch. Why would I just grind my feet in, in Eddie's couch? I like got something to do. 
yeah, I remember grinding my feet on eight, like, like, like three seconds. <laughs> it was like the perfect comedic timing that he did not at all mean to do, but it's just like, that's the way people's brains work when they're like barely functioning. You know, it's just fucking yeah. so they, funny. Somebody, somebody found another uh, a clip of uh, Larry David too, doing like almost the exact same bit. <laughs> um, you know, but of course he, he can because he's <laughs> right now it's okay for him to do Jewish. it. Um, yeah, it's 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 just very weird. Um, I, I don't know quite because again, like the people that are around him, the, the Candace Owens of the world, who again don't have political opinions of their own, she'll she'll do whatever you know, whatever she's paid, she'll say whatever she's paid to say, you know. Uh, but it, I, I can't imagine that they're thrilled with this either because. They don't, you know, they're, they're totally pandering to the, to the, you know, the right wing sort of like Israel supporting base of the Republican party. Like they do not at all want this sort of imagery associated with like the sort of MAGA crowd. So it's very interesting to see how everyone's reacting to him in real time. Cause like, I don't know where he's getting this from. I don't imagine it's her for this particular thing, but, um, it's like he's ha- hanging out with the actual fucking f- elements of the far right, like the fucking skinheads, um, you know, which, again, he he came out with a song like five, six years ago called Black Skinheads. And I'm sure it was supposed to be ironic at the time, but uh, ended up not be not being quite as ironic uh, anymore. But yeah, who it- knows? I mean, he probably has some, you know, any any conspiracy theory that you want to find, it's out there. But, you know, it's not as though like the right-wing Republicans that loathe Jews don't love right-wing apartheid Israel. So you never know, like, which way that's going to cut. But they, but they what, wouldn't like, say it publicly. Really like, the, the politicians and the, the public figure ones wouldn't say it publicly. You know what I mean? Like, they would... They yeah. know that that's, like, suicide for, you know, getting... A, I mean, <laughs> although APAC will support, you know, literally any fucking ghoul as long as they, you know express support for Israel, but still they know that that's not a good look if they want to have that sort of, you know, if they want to play that game and play that charade. So I don't know. It's interesting. You never know. Like I'm, I'm, I'm convinced everything's secular, you know, time is a flat circle. And one day the, the right wing of America will suddenly just decide, Oh, we're, we're totally against all Jews again. Right. <laughs> just, including just, Israel. you know, right. We needed a new uniting theory to, you know, move forward on for a while. So, right. Yeah, no, it's but it's it's a Israel weird Israel will but... still get a pass, but it'll be just be, you know, every other <laughs> Well no, we'll they're make... they're allowed to still oppress the brown people around them. We're just not gonna, you know, try we're not gonna claim that we're I don't know. It, it, I, but the thing is the evangelicals will never give up on the idea that Israel is where Jesus is gonna return to. So I, that I it'd be right. hard. Well, Jesus has to come back to uh convert them or murder all of them. So right. it's still a genocide fantasy for right. these people. It's fucking right. crazy. It's well, we yeah. should mention um, you know, sort of the, the the fallout of Kanye's implosion um, is also hurting a lot of uh, children of very rich white people um, because the, uh, the, the grifter school that apparently Kanye owns and operates, I'm sure he has nothing to do with it, obviously uh, basically canceled the rest of the school year with one day's notice. So I I don't know if you have this up in front of you, but um, yeah, Kanye West's expensive, unaccredited school, in quotations, <laughs> just took the money and ran. So, yeah, this is an uh, unaccredited private school is yep. basically a uh, money laundering enterprise. 
Um, <laughs> urgent, please read. Dear Donda Academy families, we hope this email finds you well. Like, uh, yeah, how many emails that are marked urgent, please read, are finding you well? <laughs> right, right. When has that ever been a thing? First, we would like to express our gratitude for the community of families and schools that Donda Academy brought together. However, at, so just basically congratulate themselves first. Right, sure. Right. Uh, however, at the discretion of our founder, <laughs> in capital letters, it says founder in capital letters. God, you know he our, wrote this email himself. Uh, oh, yeah. To- total, totally not a cult. Totally not a cult. <laughs> Uh, at the discretion of our founder, Donda Academy will close for the remainder of the 2022-2023 school year, effective immediately. Thursday, at October 21st, there is no school tomorrow, in all caps. <laughs> oh, my God. Our leadership team will be working diligently <clears throat> to assist all families during this transition, ensuring the that every, sc- every scholar has what they need to succeed in their next community. In a prompt and gracious manner. So that, that's the part he didn't write. Uh, we intend to begin afresh in September of 2023. <laughs> begin afresh. And we are confident that our scholars will continue to advance uh, as the creative innovators, courageous influencers, and academic leaders of the next generation. So, yeah. But come back and let us do this to you again. Is what I don't, that says. <laughs> right. No, give us another. Fi- so apparently, yeah, it's a $15,000 a year or maybe a semester. I'm not. Uh, it's unclear. Uh, unaccredited school where you uh, your ch- your child will uh, f- have such enriching activities as a uh, full full school worship, uh, whatever the fuck that means, and uh, parkour enrichment classes. So I don't know where these kids these kids are going to get their parkour enrichment now that Donda Academy is closed. It's really I mean, wh- it's a where sad do you, day. Where do you do parkour in the cul-de-sacs of fucking the you know fifth freeway suburb <laughs> suburb suburb ring? Like, where are you doing parkour? Honestly, you, you got to have like tall buildings for that shit. You got to have like you know density for to jump from one building to the other building. No, it, it, it's it's unbelievable, but uh, it. God just unreal in Simi valley by the way so you know rich right-wing suburb of of california yeah uh, where you'd expect kanye to what about the faculty there like what the fuck are they doing they had jobs i would love to have an interview or just i would love to hear an interview with a member of the faculty there although i imagine it's all his fucking hangers on anyway but just yeah yeah non non (laughs) non-union teachers definitely oh yeah uh, or not non non licensed teachers probably even i can't imagine imagine too many licensed you know high school or or grade school teachers were like oh yeah let's let's sign up for this clearly not a cult fucking university it's 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 like the you know in every um sort of genre uh mob movie you know like someone gets shot they gotta go to like a doctor that lost their license that still practices out right of or, or they get clinic they, <laughs> right they, they bring a vet out of fucking you know wake a vet up out of his sleep to pull the bullets out, you know? <laughs> exactly <laughs> that's true <laughs> it's in every video game too by the way it is it is every, every video game every movie just fucking great love it oh god yeah what a piece of shit that guy is um but you know hey I, he he's so toxic at this point and so like openly hateful that nobody will ever take him seriously again. I would, I would imagine, I would hope, I would hope, but 
Well, yeah. I, I hate the people that say, you know, you know, don't make fun of him because he's just a normal person suffering suffering mental illness. It's like uh, he's a billionaire. Mental who... illness doesn't put bigotry in your head. Like that shit's like you know, it just it it just prevent it it removes your filter for not saying the things out loud that you say internally. Like that's yeah, like, I, you know. I I just don't give a pass to you know rich assholes by no, right citing mental illness mental you know it's, it's like the people that, that pretend that you know uh the only way that you have anxiety or uh any human emotion is if you have adhd you know it's like right I, no you realize that like the thing you're describing as you know all people with adhd suffering from is a thing that like we all experience to some degree you know like sure and, you and might I, have it worse but i'm sure they do you know i don't i don't have it but i'm sure people who get that like I've had moments where I'm super fucking anxious and like my chest is really tight. So I can imagine if you have that all the time, how horrible that would be. But it is something that's like built into, you know, the sort of human experience. It's it's a primal thing. I just yeah, think I, some I, people have it worse than others. I, when I walked into my uh, fifth year high school reunion, I was I was just oh, like, God. I I do not want to fucking be here. Get me to that bar as fast as possible. <laughs> make it a double. No, make it a triple. Yeah. Did you get to kill somebody with a pen in the in, in, after a big hallway fight? That's the important question. No, but my my arch nemesis did get drunk and try to read me a poem in the hallway. <laughs> so uh, th- that was awkward. See, I never went to to a high school reunion, but it, but it, I, I I probably because of that movie because I was like, it's never going to live up to how cool this fucking high school reunion was. So like, what you know, it's just going to be a lame ass thing at like a fucking in the back room of an Italian restaurant. You know, if I don't get to drop a TV on Dan Aykroyd's head. I'm not going. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh man, what a great what movie! A movie. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. I was, we were talking about my mother not liking violence uh, or gory movies before we started watching, but that was a movie I took her to, and she was just like, "I don't want to watch a movie with a bunch of gun violence." I'm like, "It's a comedy, and it takes place in Gross Point, Michigan. You'll love it." Right. And she actually did. So right, because it's it's delightful. How can you not love that movie? It's a Seriously. romantic comedy. It just happens to have a bunch of awesome fights and shootouts and God. And think like how that think how long ago that movie came out that that was John Cusack's character's ten year reunion. Right, right. <laughs> Ten fucking years, man. I'm like, that feels like yesterday to me. I don't know what to tell you. I know. Fucking 1995. Jesus Christ. We're old. Speaking of other people who uh, can't tell time, I wanted to briefly um, bring this up that uh, Mark Hamill had a little uh, CNN live video interview with oh, man. Uh, Zelensky, everyone's favorite grifter in Ukraine. Um, where Zelensky is just basically going around begging for money from anyone who's dumb enough to still believe him at this point. Well, did you which... see Biden apparently scolded him after he after we gave them another billion dollars because he still asked Biden for more money? And Biden me? was just like, what the fuck? Like, what, how many how fucking money am I going to give you, you fucking yeah. deadbeat? It's... Seriously. Well, apparently he's going after uh, Israel now. The Israel owes them a bunch of money. Like, no. I don't know if he knows the, the role that uh, his hero Bandera played uh, in World War II with, <laughs> with the Jewish people. But um, I, I think that the people of Israel probably still remember that one. Apparently not a so. deal breaker for the government of Israel, though. But I don't know. No, no. So Mark Hamill uh, <laughs> was having this little interview in which he was outraged and I'm sure was calling up his celebrity friends saying, we need to get them more money. Um, This is so apparently in the interview, Mark Hamill, Luke Skywalker, uh, actor Mark Hamill recently said during this interview that the war in Ukraine is the first, the first invasion of a sovereign country 
by a hostile foreign power in his lifetime, perhaps forgetting <sighs> that Star Wars is based on the war in Vietnam. Fucking Vietnam. Jesus Christ, you moron. Like, what the... F- this, again, I feel super vindicated because that was the biggest uh, argument that people would you know, kind of throw out when you were talking, when you would talk about the last Jedi and when I would maintain, and a lot of people maintain that that's the best of the, the Skywalker saga, because it was the only movie that was actually trying to tell, uh, an interesting, you know, character driven story and not just, you know, Oh, Hey, here's glup Shido fucking making his cameo. You know, it was, it was an actual interesting fucking story where characters had a journey and an arc and, you know, logical motivations and and things like that. And people fucking hated it because it was like, oh, well, he's miserable and he's not, you know, going pew pew with his fucking laser sword. Um, And and it was like, oh, well, Mark Hamill hated it. Like he he didn't like his he didn't like what they did with Luke. And and I'm like, yeah, okay, well, he's also a fucking moron who's still supporting the fucking Nazi, you know, uh, shitbag in Ukraine when and everyone else has basically distanced themselves from him. It's like, and he didn't understand his own character arc apparently right, in the first trilogy. He's not trilogy. a fucking writer; he's an actor, you know? right? Because it was like, uh, okay, the the way he avoids turning to the dark side, the way his father and the emperor wants, is by not fighting him. I mean, he does briefly for a moment, and then comes to his senses and is just like, nope, I'm putting, I'm, I'm, I cut your hand off the way you cut off my hand, and I'm, I'm done. I'm quitting. Right. right, and then the emperor tries to kill him, and then Darth and Vader, then- you know, sacrifices himself to save his son. And literally, it was like you, if you try to fight them the way that you deep down want to, you will turn into that enemy. Right. And Which, that was the yeah. thing that his character of Luke Skywalker understood, and why his actions in the later trilogy track with who that character still was. Right, but because- Mark Hamill read that and said, "I hate it." It doesn't make any sense. And it's like, no, if you understood your character, it would make total fucking sense to you. But you're a moron who doesn't understand your own character. Right. The most famous hero in movie history. And the actor doesn't fucking get the point of the character. Right. And, you know, George Lucas, for all of his flaws, and he certainly was not a great director of of actors in terms of getting good performances out of them, uh, was a great storyteller. And he fundamentally understood that. And that's something he fundamentally understood about empire and about war and about conflict and about you know, just just the human experience in general. And I think Ryan Johnson also understood that, which is why he, he you know, followed that that path with Luke. And Mark Hamill's a fucking moron who thinks people like Voldemir Zelensky are uh, not grifters and, and fucking, you know, far right Nazi enablers and think that they're actually some struggling fucking, you know, minor league team being put upon by this big bad country that's harassing them for absolutely no reason whatsoever i can't imagine what russia's problem is i can't imagine why they're so mad um you know he's a fucking moron so i feel very vindicated yeah. in my, my criticism of him in general but <laughs> and just to verify this was from uh, from wikipedia that uh, george lucas uh, said in 2005 that star wars was quote really about the vietnam war and that was the period Richard Nixon was trying to get uh, reelected, run for a second term, which got me thinking historically about how democracies turn into dictatorships. Right. And again, you know, that's super controversial for the time and probably wasn't talked about quite as much at the time, even though he said, you know, alluded to it in interviews, because you know who the fucking bad guys were in Vietnam and you know who is represented by the bad guys in Vietnam? 
the fucking empire is supposed to be the United States. Like that's the whole point of the Star Wars trilogy. But they had is that British the rebels... accents. I don't understand. Right. Is don't, that the rebels were fucking the Viet Viet Cong in that movie, and that the United States was representing the empire, who you know was was oppressing. The... It's just. Uh, Again, he. I think George Lucas fundamentally understood the 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 scope of the conflict and the the actual, you know, stakes of the conflict in that case. And Mark Hamill's a fucking moron and not a very particularly good actor who miraculously pulled off a great performance in that one movie. But I I I chalk that more up to Ryan Johnson being a great actor's director than anything else, honestly. And you still haven't seen Knives Out, have you? No, no, and I, I it's one of those movies I've always meant to, but I just haven't gotten now that there's a sequel out, I kinda have to. Yeah, yeah. Well and, and when I first heard about it, I was like, he's doing an ensemble murder mystery. That sounds not up my alley, but I watched it and oh god, it's so good. <laughs> well, I mean it, I, and everyone in it, it's amazing too. Um Captain America fucking, you know, play you really you realize how what how good of an actor Chris Evans actually is to play Captain America. <laughs> he can play such a fucking revolting he's... asshole. Well, like, he's wow. a great dick. He's he's a great <laughs> he's dick really... in every movie that he's ever been in, other than the Marvel movies. He's he because he looks like a big fucking like dickhead jock. He's he, that was historically the roles he's always played in movies up until sort of Marvel. So that was actually really good foresight by whoever cast him as Captain America to be like, oh no, he could be actually the kind of good guy underdog who sticks up for people being bullied <laughs> but he, he's much the, better um, as a dick i think do you remember cracked.com that yeah, website yeah. i don't even know if they're still around but there was a, a series on there where they would take like actual comic book panel pages from the captain america car, uh, comics from like the 1940s uh-huh. and like <laughs> change the dialogue and the, the premise was what if captain america was insane <laughs> That was the only premise, and it was just like him hallucinating and misunderstanding things, and being racist, and just you know, like beating people up, like oh, the, you know, like what are those men doing to that poor building? Why are they spraying water on it? They're firefighters, sir. He's like, well, not anymore. Now they're dead. Ha <laughs> ha! I'm gonna kill them, and he's like killing them. It's just, it's like what the craziest fucking premise. But yeah, there, there's that that sketch. It's like you know, what if you really brought Captain America? you know, unthought him from the 1930s. <laughs> right, a big white guy from the 1930s. Like, what, what's this Negro doing here with the, the <laughs> clipboard next to me? Why, who let him in the room? You know, why is, why is, why is that woman wearing pants? You know? <laughs> well, that was the funny. Remember I was telling you about that movie, um, Blast from the Past with Brendan Fraser, that, that I, it was like from the nineties, but like, oh, I remember he, it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You saw the movie. Well, I remember seeing Encino Man. Was that a different Brendan? No, that was a different. There's another movie where he comes back, sort of from. <laughs> okay. Um. So wait, he's not he's not frozen in time, but like his fat as a kid, his family in like the early '60s, they have like a bomb shelter, and they think like the big one's about to hit, so they go down there, and they it like auto seals them for 30 years or whatever, and then God. like his parents die while he's there, and all this the shit. premises so he, of '90s comedies that were oh, allowed so to be greenlit. Fucking insane. I miss those times. I love I love shit like this versus just. Oh, what's another IP we can make a you know a broad fucking comedy and or action movie from? I like when they would just have insane fucking coked up premises. That was Seriously, like, what if there um, was a blonde girl who couldn't drive and we had her you know take a driving test and she failed it? You know, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Let's make well, that a movie. Well, well, but that's so like he comes up out of you know in in nineties Los Angeles and he thinks it's like post apocalyptic because he comes up and there's like Skid Row, so there are people just like living in squalor and like you know he's used to fucking the the you know 
the fucking high life of like the 1960s suburbs and he's like oh wow i really i must have survived and then he like a, a black guy walks out of a story he's like oh my lucky star is a negro it's just it was just a very funny you know but like not in a bad way like you that was like oh wow that's i'd never seen one of those in los angeles Oh my God. <laughs> it was just a very, it was a funny movie. It was very like fish out of water, romantic comedy with him and um, sure, sure. Alicia Silverstone, I think. So that was in that like three year stretch where she was, you know, a top line movie star. <laughs> yeah. After what was, what was the, not, not, um, God, it was the, her co-star in that movie. Who's also like a right wing Republican and clueless black woman. Yeah. Oh, uh, Stacy dash or something. Yeah. yeah there we yeah, go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There we go. Um, Ugh, proof that hate doesn't always age you just usually ages you <laughs> right no right especially if you're a white lady it, it, it's it's yeah it ages you a lot more usually but um yeah no that that yeah friend frazier speaking Bring of white that guy ladies back. for uh aging well um I, I shared this tweet with you uh that for halloween uh drea de mateo uh, in the year 2022, that was this Halloween, dressed up as Adriana Lacerva uh, <laughs> from The Sopranos. <laughs> so right. she's totally embracing her most famous character she ever played. And, and the pictures are, are great. She, you know, just just like the most New Jersey Italian fucking like literal cat suit. She's wearing like tiger stripes. <laughs> right. At, at some point was her costume in the show. And uh, spoiler alert, she also included a little uh, bullet hole in her head. Right. Uh, as part of her costume too, right? So. And I, I and I said this to you: like, if I was Drea Di Matteo, I would dress up as Adriana every year. Like that would oh, just like, yeah. never. <laughs> I was like, this is my fucking you know calling card. I I'm I am her every every. It's time. so weird because my intro to her as an actress because I hadn't watched The Sopranos until recently was on um, Sons of Anarchy, where she plays like Jax, the Charlie Hunnam, the main character's like dr- like heroin addict ex wife. So they purposely yeah. make her look like horrible, like physically horrible in that show. Mm. So it's, it's just crazy to see that that and then go to the surprise. You're like, oh, wow, just incredible fucking, you know, it, it, it's just a funny contrast that she can, you know, play that sort of like grody fucking heroin addict. But she looks the way she still looks like, you know, I mean, it, you know looks pretty great for 50 to me no right exactly <laughs> yeah. that's what i'm saying like it's just yeah i mean she she was the hot chick on the show so right. yeah I mean, on a you, show you... full not 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 replete with hot you know people at all like just a bunch of fucking uh, like just you know just, people that look like tony's mom is basically like the, the, the majority of the cast of the, for the most part yeah well i yeah. love the casting of the show because yeah they look like real people um, oh yeah just and... italians with gigantic fucking noses and like you know <laughs> just just ridiculous coiffed hair like just awful awful fucking totally, totally playing the part yeah well and and you know i mean the the the, the people the reason why people remember her character so well is because of how she goes out and you're just like what what did they really just what right. <laughs> you know because you're used to seeing minor characters get knocked off and you know they probably did something to deserve it and then suddenly the show just goes in this really dark direction and and then like suddenly there's like nobody even talks about her for a long time and you're like what like the, the show is deliberately creating this tension by not addressing the thing that the audience is feeling very uncomfortable about right for a long time and it's the moment that like you know you never look at any of those, those characters who took part in her death the same way ever again you're just like no there there's no there's no like you know lovable asshole aspect to these guys they're not homer simpson anymore right right and i love that the show really like went that dark where you're just like no this is i don't 
I don't feel good about any of this anymore. This is not okay. <laughs> no, I know it's interesting, and and I think about you know shows like House of the Dragon that we're that we've reviewed, where it's like I wonder what's going to happen with some of these characters if we are going to have that moment with any of them where they do something that's you know completely beyond the pale and beyond redemption because that the, so much of Game of Thrones was about redeeming characters who were seemingly irredeemable or you know not even irredeemable but like just complete fucking scumbags to at, at the start of the show or you know in yeah. service of scumbags and and giving them humanity and sort of pathos and you know making us feel for them and and realize that they're they're you know not bad people they're just extremely flawed so that's uh it'll be interesting to see if they go the other direction more of a sopranos direction with so did you, you characters you got through the entirety of sopranos right I didn't finish it. I was in the last, I think I got to the last season. I don't even remember. I'll check my HBO max, but I, mm. I watched most of it. I just, it was one of those shows. I didn't like stop watching it intentionally. I probably like something started and I, you know, you the thing about not finishing it, shows. You were the one that told me to watch outer range and I loved that. And show. I, I know. And I really loved the shit I watched from it. I, I that's another one I got to go back to. Uh, it's, I mean, the last two episodes were like, you know, cause I started to feel like, Oh, this is an interesting premise, but like, where is it going? Right. And, and, and is, interesting are, are all of these things going to pay off at all? Or is it just building a bunch of, you know, weird stuff that goes nowhere? And then it gets to the last two episodes. Everything pays off and you're like, holy shit, I have so many more questions. Oh. But like the, the premise of the of what's happening gets so much bigger. Right. Um, so credit to Josh Berlin for uh, picking a winner. Um, yeah, and I imagine, and that that was why I watched in the first place. Is like I, I know he's a he's a legitimate actor. He's not going to just take a TV role if it's not juicy and interesting and well made. Like he's not just going to take some shit, you know. Yeah. Well, I watched his episode of uh, Hot Ones on YouTube, and <laughs> he uh, he was actually doing some of the hot sauces that I have in my fridge right now, and I, nice. I I didn't know that at the time, and I was like, oh hey, he's you know he's got the the hottest one was the last one, which is one of my favorites, and he's like. You know, so what's this going to do to be the next time I go to the bathroom? <laughs> I was just like, oh man, oh man. But he was, he he was seems... talking about how they were how they were shooting uh, Outer Range season two at that time, and the the interviewer guy whose name I can't remember, you know, was asking, well, well, why'd, why'd you pick that show? Why why would you know first time you've been done a TV show? And he's like, well, it's a uh, sci-fi and it's western, so that checked off my two boxes. <laughs> and I was just like, yes, yes. He's he's you know he was in a weird way the perfect person to cast as Bush because he is like the stupid thing people always say about Bush. Josh Brolin is actually a guy you'd love to have a beer with, like, and you wouldn't want to smash it over his head because he's a right wing shitbag. He just seems like he'd be a genuinely fun bar hang. So he was actually perfect for that role in that movie, you know, to the point where it wasn't like, you know, like again, like I hated like Alec Baldwin's impersonation of Trump because it just felt so one note and like you know farcical and not at all like interesting or trying to you know capture any sort of spirit of of the person you're impersonating which is to me always like the best impersonating uh, impersonation but have you seen uh paul thomas anderson's inherent vice no no who's who's oh. playing who in that uh so josh berlin plays a uh uh a very <laughs> straight-laced uh police detective with a flat top in that movie <laughs> i could totally picture him doing that yeah yeah alongside uh joaquin phoenix it's based on a novel from the 1970s it's right like the, the the plot doesn't really matter because you know the the narrator well technically the narrator is joanna newsom um but the main character joaquin, uh, joaquin phoenix playing 
this, you know, stoner detective, um, private investigator, uh, you know, it's, it's all through his point of view. So <clears throat> things not making sense are usually because he's fucking high. Right. Right. So you just kind of go along for the ride, but it's, it's definitely like probably the most relatable Paul Thomas Anderson film. I would say maybe licorice pizza, a little bit more heartwarming than this movie, but right. It's definitely a straight up comedy. Um, there's huh. no big deep thesis behind it or anything like, uh, you know, Magnolia, Magnolia or There Will Be Blood. But uh, yeah, Josh Brolin is fucking hilarious. And he doesn't tell any jokes in the movie. He's just hilarious the way that he plays everything. He's he's good in, in comedic roles, especially if it's like, you know, yeah. Especially but, Goonies. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, of course. Everyone loves, loves, loves Josh Brolin and the Goonies. But he was actually, did you ever watch uh, W, Oliver Stone's mo- movie about Bush? Uh, I think I did a long time ago. Right. But... It's it's good. It's worth revisiting. It's it's yeah. he's he's he does a really good. He doesn't try to like. I think the most important thing if you're if you're making a movie about someone who's just just universally loathed and a complete piece of shit is that you can't go in there with that sort of attitude in your portrayal because it's just going to seem like it's just going to seem one note and like what w- pointless, like why you, why would you even make this movie? Like if you go in there and you genuinely try to inhabit that person and then throughout the course of the film, and that that's what was great about vice too, you know, with, with Christian Bale. Yeah, I was, like, was going to say that every time I think of an actor playing uh, George W. Bush, I think of Sam Rockwell in vice. <laughs> he was good too, but I'm just thinking Bale particularly with, with, with uh, Cheney. It wasn't that he was trying to like do a cartoon, like cartoonly evil version of him. He just really, tried to embody the actual person yeah. which actually but I, don't, I, think, I don't feel like that's christian bale i feel like that is dick cheney playing no, dick cheney 100 <laughs> and then that i think is is significantly more effective if you're trying to you know show the 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 scope of someone's life and the scope of their character and the deficiencies of their characters to play them straight and play them for how they actually are you know like versus just yeah. goofy one note impersonations but Anyway, all right. Well, I, I think that pretty much does it for us uh, for this episode. Um, yeah, a couple other things, but they're you know trivial. They're not really time sensitive. Um, I did have one last thing I want. I saw the news just just this afternoon, and it's kind of one of those things where you're like, "Is this real?" Uh-huh. Uh, headline from USA Today or Today Show: uh, <laughs> Miss Argentina and Miss Puerto Rico reveal they secretly got married. <laughs> and not not they got married to each other is what i'm saying here right right um and i'm sure you're familiar with the uh, term uh the dirt and the skirt uh in the lesbian community and sure, sure enough you look at the picture and this is definitely the skirt and the skirt <laughs> the skirt and the other skirt <laughs> right uh and the picture that goes along with it kind of <laughs> it looks like a uh very arousing premise for Pornhub. um so yeah, it's just like what if two, you know, the the Miss World pageant winners decided to become a couple and like what would that look like? And the picture is exactly what you would imagine yep. to the point of being like, "Oh, okay. Yes. <laughs> what if two absolutely gorgeous tens decided to become a couple and get married?" And I mean, it is kind of adorable like they they look like they're very much in love, but it it seems it seems like the thing that, you know, if you're a straight guy, you're going to think of in your head before you would ever actually see it in real life. Right. No, definitely. Uh, <laughs> mazel tov to them is, is what I'll say. Yeah. Well, I tweeted this out, the screenshot of it on our Move Left Idiots face, uh, Twitter account. Um, 
if you want to take a look at it. And uh, I, I tweeted it out with the line, uh, I believe that's Mrs. Argentina and Puerto Rico to you. Thank you. <laughs> right. Oh, shit. Good times. All right. Well, on that note, um, I think that does it for us this week. If you want to support the show, rate, review, subscribe, uh, wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, follow us uh, on SoundCloud, soundcloud.com slash move left, facebook.com slash move left idiots, patreon.com slash move left. I am on Twitter at move underscore left. And I'm on Twitter at bike slinging. Yeah, we'll see you next time. The legend lives on from the Chippewa on down of the big lake they call Gitchagumi. The lake, it is said, never gives up her dead when the skies of November turn gloomy. With a load of iron ore, 26,000 tons more than the Edmund Fitzgerald weighed empty. That good ship and true was a bone to be chewed when the gales of November came early. Ship was the pride of the American side, coming back from some mill in Wisconsin. As the big freighters go, it was bigger than most, with a crew and good captain well seasoned. Concluding some terms with a couple of steel firms when they left fully loaded for Cleveland. Then later that night, when the ship's bell rang, could it be the north wind they'd been feeling? Tattletale sound and the wave broke over the railing. And every man knew as the captain did too, twas the witch of November come stealing. The dawn came late and the breakfast had to wait when the gales of November came slashing. When afternoon came, it was freezing rain. In the face of a hurricane west wind When supper time came The old cook came on deck Saying, fellas, it's too rough to feed you p.m. a main hatchway gave in He said, fellas, it's been good to know ya The captain wired in, he had water coming in And the good ship and crew was in peril And later that night when his lights went out of sight Came the wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald Does anyone know where the love of God goes When the waves turn the minutes to hours? The searchers all say they'd have made Whitefish Bay If they'd put fifteen more miles behind her 
They might have split up or they might have capsized They may have broke deep and took water And all that remains is the faces and the names Of the wives and the sons and the daughters Lake Huron rolls, superior sings In the rooms of her ice water mansion Old Michigan steams like a young man's dreams The islands and bays are for sportsmen And farther below Lake Ontario Takes in what Lake Erie can send her The iron boats go as the mariners all know With the gales of November remembered Superior, they said, never gives up her dead when the gales of November come early. 